Welcome, everybody, to Barrel Proof 275, I think. Well, when we get to Patrick, he'll tell me if I was wrong. I'm your host, Glenn Grum, and I am joined tonight by the president of the Coopers, Mr. Herman Quinn. How's it going? Very well. How are you, sir? Uh, Doing all right. It's that time of year, our favorite time of year, playoffs. Isn't this everyone's favorite time of year? Like... Yeah, it, it is. The best matches, right? I mean, I mean, you're playing the toughest competition. You're going to get to see the best matches, right, of the whole season? Yeah, many I chose, but only a chosen few make it. <laughs> so at this time, we, we I also just, have a, huh? I was going to say, we also have a very special guest joining us all the way from vacation, from the beach. You know him as Lou City Sting, Mr. Matt Owens. Hello, Matt here. It has been too long, Purple People. It is good to be back, though. Welcome back. It's good to have you back. Uh, How was the trip back to or further down south after the game on Saturday? Uneventful. It's a quick, easy drive. Not quite as quick and easy as it is to get to Birmingham, but you literally take one turn and you're there. (laughs) Did you drink a lot of water on the way there? (laughs) Some. (laughs) I, I, I was not hungover somehow. You are very fortunate. <laughs> yeah. It was a good match, I thought. Uh, banging on that fence, though, I bruised my hands up pretty good, so that was fun to hold the steering wheel for hours. I was going to get to that and how how uh, how you brought the thunder, like, and, and it sounded like the stadium was coming apart. Like, people have, many people <laughs> have commented that for the small group that was there, we made a lot of noise. Oh, yeah. I don't think I can take all the credit for the stadium coming apart. That place is in pretty interesting shape. Well, they have a they have a pit in the back there where they keep the dragon. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. that There's that big. Okay. You saw that big fence that was in the back there where the where the uh, fireworks would go off. Apparently, that's where the dragon lives. Okay. So, well, maybe that explain so. all the same. They set off pyro when Birmingham scores, but that wasn't an issue. Yeah. Well, they set it off to begin the half too, which scared the bejesus yeah. out of me the first time because I had no idea they did that. Oh, yeah, I should have warned you about that. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's the reason why they got all the sand everywhere then, so that in case that <laughs> catches on fire, they can just put it out wherever. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe that's why that, w- that was a very sandy place. Yep. So we, we also have our, our man on the, the microphone and the recording device, the gentleman who likes to push everyone's buttons, Mr. Patrick Arkenberg. Hey, hey. All right, so we are at 175 this time. You get it right. It, we're 175 or 275? 275. Man, I'm way off. Oh, wow. Whew. And I, I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> oh, wh- Hold on. Wait, <laughs> well, you're, the, you're, you're, the, you're the color <laughs> guy now. <laughs> so we had, a, we had a few matches this week, right? We had two racing matches and a loose city match to go over. I figured we'd start with the two racing matches since, I mean... Basically the same match, right? Right. Well, well, hold places. on. Before we go into that, I want to take a a, a special moment to honor our, our great friends of the North that didn't quite make it again this year in the eleven in the Brickyard Battalion. <laughs> we're gonna we're honoring them? No, we're not. I just said I was gonna give them a minute uh, shout out. Yeah, now that's over. Moving along. Moment of silence. Oh, oh we're gonna have a moment of silence for them. Uh, yeah, but moving along. <laughs> In, enjoy your golf game, guys. It was nice uh, seeing you this season. Right. Try again oh, next hopefully, year. Hopefully, good luck next year, maybe. <laughs> so so what about the, the... So we had Thursday night, right? We had a home match for racing. 1-1 result. I thought, I mean... 
I thought it, we played a decent game. I feel like we, we hit our stride kind of late this season. I think if we'd played like that most of the season, we would have finished much better. For sure. It felt like Mario made the right changes to try and counteract what New York wanted to do, to me at least. What do you guys think? I think so, and it also helped too that we had some players back healthy and with the team that we didn't have quite in the middle of the season. And I think it's a preview of what we're in store for next year. If they keep improving like that, we're going to be a force to be reckoned with for next year. Yeah, I agree. I think they looked really good. I think uh, and Lund played. I mean, and and Salmon looked really good, and and Yuki played well as well. And it's just the team seemed like they were gelling. They played really well together. That they kept together even after they gave up the goal, which I think is important, right? Like they didn't seem to get down. They seemed to keep after it. And it feels like whoever is helping Mario and, and scouting the teams is doing a very good job and they know how to counteract the other team's attack. So, and yep. I did appreciate... Uh, Kudos for Mario to taking on the extra responsibility late in the season. He right. could not have been planning for something like that and I feel like held it together. He's done a great job, engaged. right? Like, I feel like he's done a really good job Like, and he deserves yeah. all the kudos in the world because the team is... I feel like the team has played fairly well. They've put in some really good efforts. I mean, we had a good win at home, and then we had these two draws, which I think, you know, fifth-place like team. Wins, to be honest. Yeah, right? Like, if there are some victory, mm-hmm. I felt like it was a moral victory, right? Right. Not to so, mention so. that we got revenge and kept Orlando from going to the playoffs. <laughs> and then we, we spoiled Gotham's chance of hosting a playoff game. So I think we we did a pretty good amount of spoiling at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say that... The, I mean, if they're going to hate us anyway, let's give them a right. right? The early goal, and they came back from an early goal, too. You know, a lot of teams will give up that goal early, and, and they won't fight back. I th- felt like there was a lot of fight in the team. They they kept pushing and, and tried hard. Yeah. So. Yeah, to, to what you're saying, that both in the last two games and also just in the things we've been seeing on social media from them lately, they're fired up and ready to go next year. So I'm really looking forward to this. Absolutely. And we're going to, we have some good draft picks as well, right? Like in what's supposed to be the best draft in NWSL history next year. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that scares some- me right now is the expansion draft. Cause I don't know who San Diego is going to try to go after. So, how many players are we going to lose? Do you know? Uh, right now, depending yeah, on how they pick, one, yeah, right? I think it's two. So, two players. Is it, so who, I I mean, don't they get like two players from each team? One of our potential. It was going to be one per team. So, with Kristen Press going to LA, they're out. We're just going to lose one to San Diego. Nice. So we're only going to lose one player. So that's good. And how how many players can we protect? Nine. Not enough. <laughs> Still, nine is a pretty decent amount. Like, you can protect, I mean, a decent amount of your core lineup, right? Like, Right. The only thing we can hope for is that they go head on and pull Heath, and then it's over. It's done. <laughs> Do you think that'll happen? I think so. hope so. I mean, I don't know. We've had a good team. We haven't really had the need for the players that didn't make it here yet, right? Like, we've played fairly well yeah. without them. So I'm pretty excited for next season as well. I think we're going to do well. I think that the draft's going to help us as long as we protect the key players. I mean, 
the question is like, so do we protect Lun or Bados, right? Like, we've got two really good keepers. Yeah, but I think more so we're definitely going to protect Bados since she is kind of like the heart and soul of the team. She feels like she's part of the coaching yeah, staff. Right. I about to say that is Yeah, tough. that's assuming she's going to play another year. We don't, honestly, we don't even have insight into that yet. Yeah. She could just call it quits and join the coaching staff. I mean, she seems to like it here. That wouldn't be surprise me if that's the move she made. Or maybe you even leave her unprotected and just let her tell the other team, if you pick me, I'll retire. That's not a bad move. I like that one. I mean, what do you think we need but in our... Up to her and the coaches, what they want. What makes sure they feel respected still. And what do you think we need in the draft when we go to draft players? Like, where do you think we were the most lacking? Do we need an attacker, do you think? Do we need midfielders, defenders? What do you think... What's the key piece of this team we need to be, you know, in that playoff t- conversation next season? Definitely a midfield. We need some more experience in the midfield. So do you think you need someone experienced or a cre- creative player in the midfielder? We need both, especially now since we don't know what the timeline is for Nadia. And it showed definitely after she was hurt that it really exposed that midfield again. So I think that is a key part that we need to feel is do something about that midfield. I definitely, definitely think she added a spark to the team when she came. She did. Yeah. She definitely was a good spark for the team, so it'll be good to have it her took back. It a really long time to compensate for the loss. For sure. Yeah. Well, a player of that caliber, right, it's very difficult to make up for that talent gap, right? I mean. Right. Oh, yeah. But we had a, uh, we also had the 1-1 draw away, which Carly Lloyd scored her last goal, arguably, right, in the NWSL, unless she scores one in the playoffs. But we came back and put one in the net on a penalty on an alley long handball in the box. Mm-hmm. So, and I thought we looked really good. We only had three changes from the the lineup we started on Thursday, which I think is very rare. Because we, I mean, we played games that, three days apart, and you started almost the same team. That's pretty intense. It's the last game of the season. We're not. We don't have playoffs. You don't have to save any energy. You don't need to keep anything in the tank. So. If they were ready to go, go for it. Yeah. It was kind of strange. We had three different right backs, I think, in the match. I think Fox started out, and then Martellus, and then Simmons came in. So they kept changing that position. I don't know if uh, if something was going on there, or there was an injury, or what happened. But there's definitely something going on back there in the back line. Yeah. Well, I think it probably was just trying to give players some uh, more experience and exposure especially with the the draft coming up to try to figure out who are going to be those nine core players that we are going to be able to or want to protect. So do you guys have, do, do you, either of you have nine players that you would protect right now today if you had to make a, a, a guess? Who would it be, Herman? Probably, um, but man, it's tough. Definitely, I would make sure I put a hold down, uh, lockdown on uh, Ebony, Nadia, um, Giabana, Savannah. Savannah. That's what. You got five so far. That's four. 
Um, you put Kaiser? Yo, definitely CC Kaiser. You want to protect her and Michelle Betos. Bonner. Um, let's see. Yeah, Bonner. Yeah, Bonner. Yeah, mm-hmm. I already had her. Are we at Nadia? Um, yeah, I did Nadia. Um, trying to see. You only got two the, more. The sentimentalist in me wants to protect Ekic, but I'm not sure if that's the right tactical call. But I do not want to see her leave. I don't either. She's another good player, and with her being a homegrown player, and um, mm-hmm. we have a couple more that really stuck out. Laura so it's really it's good. yeah it's really yeah. Mm-hmm. it's really good it's really up, oh Shanna Matthews definitely want to protect her too. Well, night now you're protecting the whole team. See, this is right. a difficult exercise. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. That's what we need to be able to protect the whole team. Right. That's got to be a little difficult for the staff to have to try and figure this out. Like after a season, right? Because you don't. I mean, you don't have enough data theoretically at this point to say who exactly is going to fit in the style of play, and we don't. I mean, is Mario going to be the coach going forward? Is it someone else? Um, I would that's assume still kind of up in the air. Yeah. I think they're looking. Mario, I don't think wants to do it because he's more. He wants to continue to concentrate on building the academy to where it needs mm-hmm. to be. Which I mean, for the academy to be that young and be ranked the seventh in the country, that's a that speaks a lot of value. I mean, obviously, he's yeah. a good coach. I mean, he is definitely a good coach. It feels like he's good tactically, but if you're going to bring in somebody else, you want players that are going to fit the other coach's system, right? Like, so that's going to steer, that's going to guide your decision on who you protect, right? We never worried about that with Lucidi. No. We always kind of tried I to think, hire a right. person to fit our system. Right. And the ladies kind of play the same system as the men. Press, 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 press. Press. That's always our system. Do you think it's press, press, press is the system? Attack. I feel like it's 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 attack, it's attack, 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 attack. That's our system. I don't know. The, the last game we kind of we kind of parked the bus a little bit at the end against mm-hmm. Birmingham. I, well, I feel like only at the very end. Hmm. I feel like the it, the racing it definitely the last couple of matches was absorbing pressure pressure and trying to get something on the counter like they were definitely absorbing a lot of pressure and allowing new york to possess the ball and trying to get something on the counter like that definitely seemed like what we were trying so that's not typically how a loose city team plays we're more possess the ball and attack and cram it down your throat well it it too it depends on who you're playing because we have had games like that also where we set back counter and absorbed a little bit of pressure before we turned it on and in the NWSL, you're a lot more constrained in how you can get players and who you can have. So part of that is going to inform how the team plays, at least until we get the academy up and churning out quality player after quality player, which is inevitably going to happen because it's a little one. We're just going to do it. But until then. <laughs> I mean, we have, I think, feel like we have a desire academy on a desirable academy on both sides of the, the men's and the women's side of the game. Like it's a place where people want to come, right? Like we have world-class facilities, we're building a world-class system. But we don't end up like Red Bull, right, where everything's the same. Like, I feel like each team can have their own style and it would be okay. Uh, I mean, but uh, I don't know. I haven't really looked at any of the academy games. Patrick probably can tell us a little bit more about that since 
U-12s, that's it. Huh? <laughs> said I could tell you about the U-12s, that's about it. You know, uh, uh, Glenn said the future says we got uh, Landon who's going to be our future Cameron Lancaster. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have to start getting younger, right? Like, because on the, at least on the loose city side, right? We have some older players, experienced players, if you will. But you also have to, you have to uh, counterbalance that with some younger talent, right? Like, because you need some some legs that are going to... I think we've done a good job of that, though, because you look at the academy players that are now on the first team, and it's good that they're with those veteran players and getting that experience and getting it passed down to them, which is going to help them be better players. So it's like they are passing the torch to the younger generation as they come in. And I mean, we did start some... Of course, we've got the winders. We've got... Um... I just blanked on his name. He came in at the last home game. Uh, you, I went blank too. Um, and, I mean, and, I mean, sorry. You're gonna lose Jogo at the end of the season, so you got a big holder or replace yeah, there or holder fill sure. there. But we have like some younger players on the team, right? Like on the bench and even on that that start for us on a regular. Gonzalez is a fairly young guy. Sharpie's not a, a seasoned veteran, but he's not an a younger guy. He's on the younger side, I think, and. Gomez is out there. I mean, we're, we're adding that slowly uh, in. Jimmy McLaughlin's yeah, really young, yep. isn't he? So, and I feel like uh, we should jump into that Birmingham game then if we're going to start talking Lou City. Um, but before we do that, we should thank Racing Louisville for an excellent season. The most points scored by an expansion franchise in NWSL history. Sad new records. We did get a cup. Pretty outstanding. Yeah, absolutely. So... I mean, you're breaking up again, buddy. <laughs> I, it's it, it's very nice to have the team here. I'm glad they played uh, well near the end of the season there. They had some good games in between. Um, would have been nice to have a winning season, but to have them here at all is amazing, and uh, we're going to get it eventually, right? Like, it'll come together. And, oh, yeah. And we'll be there at the top. We'll be there at the top of the list, just like uh, who's it, Gotham and Portland and... Right, oh, we're gonna, up there? We're going to give them a, a, a good reason to hate us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, on to Birmingham. Basically our first playoff game, right? Yeah, I would say so. That <laughs> More was, or less, yeah. I mean, it was a play-in for the first place spot, right? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. I mean... It was, and it felt that way, I thought, because everybody was a little more controlled, a little more defensive, I think. I, I f- than what I expected, at least. I felt the same. I felt like it was a good lineup, too. It was very attacking. It felt like, as well, looking at the... So we had Hubbard, Oscar, Gomez, Tote, Sharpie, Bone, PDP, McCabe, Lancaster, Ownby, and Gonzalez to start the match. I felt like we, we had our core lineup there. And when you looked at the bench, we had Siegfried, we had McMahon, Swahi, Gibson, Greg, Hopano, um, all on the bench, too. So we had a... a I feel like we had our full... I think McLaughlin was on the bench too. So we had our full complement of players, it felt like. Mm-hmm. So maybe we're healthy at the right time That's, to make that run. It seems to be what we do, and that does seem like a decent playoff lineup. I wouldn't be surprised to see that going forward. So I don't know how you guys felt, but watching the match there in person, it felt like we started out the match and we were going after it. So we wanted all three points, and it was clear that Birmingham was satisfied to have a draw, and their keeper played out of his mind. Like I, I, 
I don't know any other way to describe that, right? Like he had what three saves in the first forty-five? I mean, it was. I believe so. I'm kind of on vacation and haven't looked at stats. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was but, definitely on top of his game. He was climbing all over the goals, definitely stopping shots because he absorbed a lot of pressure in the first three part, the first part of the game. Yeah. I mean, but it seems like always been a good keeper, though. Yeah, and he got yeah, lucky. Yeah, he's that, always been a. Yep, and he got lucky that Gonzalez didn't get on the end of that header because it should have been, we should have been up early. Oh, that corner! Right. Yeah, that corner with the open net in the back post. Yeah. And we'd been playing all those corners to the front post, like it, uh, they all of them. It seemed like, and we finally play one to the back post, and he was wide open. If he'd gotten his head on that, that would have been that would have been ooh, lights out. Oh yeah, we can't do that. But it felt like that first half, we definitely came out to win. Oh, right, we, we were playing to win. It was our game to lose. We did because so. we wanted as many home games then, as we can. Yep. <laughs> But I mean, Birmingham—they're legit. They gave us—they gave us all we could handle. They did give us a run for our they money. They didn't bend. They didn't break. Yeah. And then we, uh, the second half, it felt like they came out, and I don't know if their coach decided they weren't going to absorb any more pressure or what, but they came out on the front foot for sure in that second half, in the first, say, yep. fifteen minutes, and they just press, press, pressed, and it seemed like they were going to get something, and they had a, a quite a few shots in the beginning of that second half. It was very, uh, very tense moments. Yeah, I wasn't able to actually start the game till the, like the fifty third minute, and while watching the game, I was a little worried that uh, I shouldn't have started watching because they really they 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 were looking good at that point. I was like, uh, maybe I shouldn't be watching. <laughs> and but no shots on goal is that correct? No. Uh, no, you're right. No shots on target. They did have twelve overall shots, and we had fourteen. We had five on target. So, but they had zero shots on target. They did have one hit the frame. But I think no. our back line did a good job of mostly shutting down Nico Brett because he couldn't breathe the whole night. He, they were on him. I don't even think they were trying to find him in the first half of that match. Like, I didn't think they really started trying to get the ball to him until later on in the game. That first half of the match, it felt like he was up there by himself. Like, and they weren't, there was no service to him. There wasn't even attempts really to get him service. Like, they seemed very content to let us possess the ball and drive at them and try to absorb that pressure. And I, it feels like one of those games where the team is playing for the draw, and that never works well, right? Like, you mm-hmm. can't play for one point. You got to play for all three. Right. No, because they used up all their goals in the previous game when they beat SKC uh, like they had stole something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. And I think, uh, think t- kind of tellingly uh, was the substitutions. Our first subs were all attack and ultimately led to the goal. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to Kaylor Hodges, and he kind of pointed this out. Was it – they took off one of their better attacking pieces. Right. They took off Brett. And – it was Nico, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, he was – I couldn't believe it. He couldn't come up with any reason for that because, I mean, if you're going to try to double down on defense, but at the same time you're giving up if we score once, and we did – what are you going to do? Because without him, they, their attack is dramatically weakened. So how many times have you guys watched that goal? Uh, a dozen or so. Dozen. <laughs> At least a dozen, right? Yeah. I mean, that is a great... Gonzalez drives in, gets it back to Ombi, no, and Ombi no, no, gets no, no, to Hopano. No. You got to start You got to start with Sharpie. You got to start with Sharpie? All the way, from the, back. All the All way right. from the back. It was a gorgeous ball over. Yeah. They placed yeah. perfectly at Jogo's feet. And then... 
Go ahead. Beautiful. Back and then pass. Sharpie drives it in and gets it to Ownby. And Ownby, I mean, that was a perfect pass, right? Like, it's like Ownby and Hopeno, like, we're reading each other's minds or something. Like, that ball couldn't have been any more on Hopeno's foot. Like, it's just perfect. Like, right. And then even uh, Van Oka was on that and one. And then, like, he was all over Hopeno for it. But thankfully, Hopeno had the wherewithal to put it over, you know, over his head at the top. Yeah, gorgeous. And there's something about the ball just hammering into the top. Yeah, it's oh. just a beautiful visual. That, that oh, <laughs> oh, the bulging net, like you're just like yes. Yeah. And that was it, right? Like, I mean, he and he came in by the way on the 81st and scores in the 82nd. In case anyone at home was keeping score, I mean, that guy had just touched, walks in to score. Had he touched the ball before that? I couldn't tell you that. I don't know. I don't think, I don't he, think had. he had. Yeah, I don't. Gorgeous. I wouldn't imagine. I mean, gorgeous. No, that was his first touch of the game. That's all he needed. That's, he just needs one. That's it. That's, it. that's what two. <laughs> that's two clutch games in 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 two years that he pulled off the indie game last year. Oh, yeah, and that's then right. I forgot. Almost forgot about that. Yeah. This year, so how could you forget about that? <laughs> yeah, you cannot forget about that. He is pretty clutch, isn't he? Yeah. Definitely. So. I'm I'm ready. So I mean, the rest of the game was uh, it was us definitely trying to to hold on to that one goal lead. Seems like everybody was getting cramps there in the last couple minutes. It was a very <laughs> cool night to get cramps too. I couldn't figure that one out. But yeah. I mean, your feet get a little bit heavier when you run around with all that sand weighing you down. Is that <laughs> that's true though? That is true. you know they was playing so- they was playing soccer on the beach. That's a little I mean, bit. beach soccer's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, except for when it's, it's wet sand and then it's, it's sticking to you and weighing you down. Yep. Gets How heavy big in is the that? Eight, 90th uh, minute. We should have gotten pictures of that. We really should have. How big is that field? Because on at least on the broadcast, it seemed na- really, really narrow. It's definitely no is it normal to me. It's normal well, size. I don't think it's the size of Lynn, but I mean... It's a regulation field. Let's face it, the way it was looking last night, it's not even a slugger. <laughs> I, I had a very bad angle looking at it because, you know, we we're very close to the field. So I will say that they that yeah. they do offer field seats where you can actually sit like right behind the, the banners there. And I mean, you're almost on the field like you it's can't see pretty the game crazy. You know, you can see it. Okay. You can watch things develop. You can't see them great when they're going away, but it wasn't terrible. And, I mean, it was fun. You got access to their club if you bought the fancy seats, so mm-hmm. free hot dogs. Who doesn't love a free hot dog? Mm-hmm. Sandy hot dogs. I mean, you've seen me at the games at Lynn. You know how I am, so, you know. <laughs> but it was a good time. I would like to thank the fans of Birmingham for having us and, and you know, putting on a great atmosphere. I mean, they did a good job. I also mm-hmm. and really friendly, fun to hang out with at the tailgate, especially. Just I was there for about three hours, just talking to everybody, having some libations. <laughs> uh, there were some bullet rye and bourbon provided by the Coopers, and or me at least, and they had a few drinks of theirs as well, and we partook. It amply. It is a great city. I would recommend if you haven't been to a match there, definitely go check it out next season. Hopefully, we'll play them again, and you can go down and check it out. Definitely, Lots of fun yeah. stuff to do. And like, new stadium for them next year. Apparently, that's what I heard. Not dedicated for them, but a new place. And it's supposed to be pretty yes. good. Yeah, the rumor is if they get a second playoff game, th- they may be able to play there. 
if they're the they're hosting. Okay. That's what someone said at the uh, in the Be stadium. Nice to get to see it. So, but yeah, good time had by all, and uh, we yeah. got to take home three points, which always makes the drive home easier mm-hmm. and more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I who my kid. Did you uh, stay the night or did you go straight? We back? stayed the night. Uh, we got an Airbnb within walking distance. Smart. Nice. They had a really good beer. Uh, I think it was Good People Brewing. It was their Mexican lager. I, I drank. A lot of those, they were very tasty. And I have to say that, that every beer we had by that brewery was really good. We had had some prior to the match as well, and, and they were very enjoyable. So we'll have to try and find that brewery next time we are in town. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the question that we all want to know about the game mostly is what kind of conversation Matt was having with the soccer guys that we caught on camera. <laughs> What did you say? Well, Dude, what kind of uh, conversation with the soccer gods were you having to get on camera? Um, let's, uh, <laughs> I don't know that that's fit for a broadcast, <laughs> even if we are no longer PG-13. So I'm going to leave that between me and the soccer gods. I will, I will say I, I got to thank Matt and, uh, and Brandon and Ty and Robbie and their friends. You guys brought the ruckus in Alabama and made a lot of noise. And uh, I heard multiple times we were mentioned on the broadcast, uh, uh, the noise we were making for such a small contingent. So thank you guys for uh, showing up and getting loud. (laughs) That was fun. We were hollering a fair bit. You were helping out too, though. You were leading some of those. Oh. So So the next thing is we, we got playoffs now, right? So we finish in first. Playoffs. So we get we get the first home game, right? <laughs> Next week, we Lynn Family Stadium, 8 p.m. kickoff. Couldn't get any of those during the summer, huh? Yeah. But we get them in the in the fall when it's cold. No, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Message. They, they got the message. Right. I, I, I mean, right. So maybe that. this is a sign of things to come. Mm-hmm. Hopefully for next year. So we. So we get Miami. What does everybody, everybody, anybody have any thoughts on Miami? What are you, what are you feeling? What's the vibe? Uh, do we really want to call them Miami or do we want to call them uh, Louisville City of the South? Hmm. Louisville City South sounds good. What about Louisville City Light? Uh, like, ooh. Yeah, we can do that. Since oh, <laughs> almost Louisville City. We might get a cease and desist from Las <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> I didn't say lights. I said light. Like, you know, spelled like L-I-T-E, like a <laughs> little light. Does that, does that office look like it's spelled? <laughs> I mean, we're going to get, right? We're going to have some returning players. We got Paco and, and Speedy and, and Richie coming back. Yep. So mm-hmm. one thing I noticed when I was kind of looking through everything, they scored 55 goals this season. That's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they were pretty average on the road, 5-5-6. Five, five, and six. Yeah, they gave so, up a lot of goals too. Finished, yeah, sixteen, six, and ten is their final record. So I, I feel like they're pretty even on the road. So the game should ideally is going to go to us, right? I mean, it, the team doesn't seem like they play great on the road. So we're going to come out definitely give our A game to them because you know we haven't seen them all season. So I, they're kind of an unknown quantity, right? Right. And then it, I think it's going to be... have a good track record against unknown yeah. quantities. Then I think it's going to be interesting, too, because you have, like you say, you have Speedy Paco 
and Richie coming back. So they're going to want to come back and try to have something to prove. So, so, so we're going to take, take bets on when Paco gets, gets a card. card. Yep. Uh, I'm saying probably. one red this season. Only one, though. One this season. That's not bad for Paco. One red card. That's true. He's calmed down. Right. So that means he probably had one before the 30th minute. Ha! A red or a yellow? I'm I'm thinking a red. Oh, he's definitely gonna have a yellow. (laughs) All right. So you really think Paco gets a yellow for walking out on the field? Right. (laughs) Sadly true. That the reputation follows him wherever he goes, though, right? That that's not something. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. He announces name. The ref runs out with the card, holding it up, and just walks back in the locker room. Right. Plus, it's gonna be interesting to see him paired up. With uh, Cam. That's true. Uh, two guys that know each other pretty well, right? Yeah. It will be interesting to see. So, I mean, what's everyone's thoughts on the game? What are we What, what are we feeling? What's the... What's your gut tell you? I'm, I'm saying 3-1. Because we just have that... That bad luck and that we can't shake up of getting up and then conceding at least a late goal. And that's something that we got to work on. And if there's something our defense is a little susceptible to, it's quickness. And you got to think Richie still has that. So he might even be the one that gets it. Right. Or Speedy. Or Speedy. Yeah. I. He has an interesting track record when it comes to accuracy. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. When he's on, though. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Didn't he? I mean, he scored the first goal, right? Yep. First two goals last year for us. So the first Lynn's Family Stadium goal was scored by Speedy. So, yeah. But everybody's picking Lou City, right, to win this match. Do I have any like? All right, yeah, for sure. I like Herman's line of three-one. I I I like that score line as well. I hope that's what it ends up being. I think it's going to be a little tighter than that. I think it's going to be a one-nil victory. I think it's going to be something closer and a little bit more defensive. But and I, I think that. I felt like in the Birmingham game, maybe we've gotten over that conceding those late goals. Maybe they've figured out exactly how to stay calm and stay in position and, and keep their lines together and prevent that from happening. So, well, that's because we ain't, we attacked, 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 and then take our foot off the gas. We pretty much had the whole offense on the field and it with very little <laughs> defense. <laughs> yep. I mean, you do what you got to do at playoffs, right? Like that's it's winner go home. Winner yeah. go home, right? Or stay yeah. home. <laughs> or stay home. <laughs> so speaking of that, we have a whole bracket that came out today. We do. So I, I was going to go through and, and read you guys the matches. I want you guys to pick the winners. We're just going to do the first round out there in 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 barrel proof listenership land. You can also play along and pick what you guys would think be the winners and uh, add us on a. Uh, at, at Barrelproof FC on Twitter and let us know who you think is going to win the first round. Um, so the first Eastern side match or Eastern conference match, we have Tampa Bay Rowdies, number one in their division versus number four, Tulsa from the Eastern central, our division. Who do you guys got? Uh, I hate to say it, but I really think it's Tampa, but I'm hoping for a Tulsa upset. Matt, who you got? This morning, this morning I woke and chose violence. Tulsa three two. Ooh, 
That team can shock people that aren't ready. I don't think Tampa's ready. Pa- I don't think they see Patrick, it what do you- You're right, because their back line has been falling apart lately. And Tulsa can score multiple goals. That is true. Patrick, I'm, who do you got? I mean, I was going to say Rowdies just because, you know, the, how well they, you know, have been playing. But, I mean, that is a good point. Tulsa does tend to, you know, come in and cause some upsets when you're not expecting it. I'm going to go with Tulsa as well. I, I think Tulsa's I would like to see Tampa out first round. And, that would be and ideal. But the same, same with me. I, I mean... I would love to see them out. That game is going to be 7.30 p.m. kickoff Saturday, the same day as our game, the 6th. And then the next game in that bracket is the Birmingham Legion versus the Pittsburgh Riverhounds in Birmingham. So what... Our two almost kind of new rivals are mm-hmm. playing each other. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it is. So what are your thoughts? I mean, it depends on uh, what kind of plan... Bob Lilly has by playing beach soccer. <laughs> yeah. Is Bob Lilly good at beach soccer? I right. doubt it. If I'm being honest, I think the home field advantage might swing it because Pittsburgh isn't as invincible as they've looked in the past. No, they're Birmingham's not. Birmingham's tough. And they struggled to get into the playoffs. Thinking Birmingham's hungry. So you Birmingham at? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think, I'm thinking Birmingham. I, Pretty unanimous, right? Yeah. Birmingham, Patrick. Yeah, right there. Okay, Birmingham. All right. Uh, I'm also picking this one to go into extra time. All right. I don't have any extra points for extra time, but I'll put it, make a note of it. But, yeah. <laughs> and then we have Charlotte, Memphis, is your next match in the East in our in our bracket. They are also playing. Uh, oh, Saturdays. Uh, Sunday, Birmingham plays, by the way, at 5 p.m., so we will be able to watch that match because we'll all be at home recovering. That, Still. That's going to be, a, I think, a really interesting match. That's probably going to be the toughest match out of the bracket because you have Memphis is a dark horse this year. They have shocked a lot of people, but also Charlotte has also. They've yeah. been playing good lately. So I think that's going to be a dog fight. Charlotte's better than a lot of people realize. I, Charlotte finished in second place. Honestly, I think they. Yeah, I I honestly feel like Charlotte wins this by multiple goals. I don't think Memphis has what it takes to beat them. I'm saying, but Memphis has that that kind of you don't know they have shock value too. So I think it's gonna be a fight. I think that was probably gonna be a maybe a one goal match. So you think it's Memphis or Charlotte, Herman? I think I'm like Matt. Charlotte has has been hot lately, so I'm thinking it's going to be Charlotte. But I think Memphis is not going to go down without a fight. What do you got, Patrick? I got Memphis, but for no good reason. <laughs> I I like your Memphis pick, but I want to pick Memphis because I'd like to see like our division do well because everyone's talked about how soft our division is, mm. and if we're able to do well in the playoffs. Maybe it proves people wrong and, you know, proves that it was more difficult than they made it seem. And that match is going to be played at uh, 7 o'clock on Saturday. Wouldn't that be sweet if we had a Central Conference sweep? It'd be amazing. 
I don't know how realistic it is, but I'd love it. All right, so now we get to go to the fun side of the bracket over in the Western Conference. This is basically like a random pick em, right? Like everyone's got a Very dice nice. they're going to roll or a coin they're going to flip to try and figure out who it is, right? I mean, it's I, the like way. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, and their matches actually start on Friday, November 5th. You have your first match, San Antonio versus San Diego at 9 p.m. our time. So who, who do you got? Who do you think is going to win that game? Mm, I think San Antonio. San Antonio, what little I've seen of them, they've been, they've come on hot lately. So I'm I'm thinking San Antonio was going to send Landon Donovan home crying again. (laughs) Of the the four games in the West, this is the one I've not got a read on. Um, I'll be different. I'll say San Diego. I have no idea on this one. All right. Patrick, who you got? Um, I was going to say, I'm thinking San, uh, San Antonio. Uh, but I was going to say, when I uh, first saw the bracket, because I don't p- keep up with the West, I was kind of surprised to see San Diego in the bracket. Mostly because I hadn't really paid attention to them since about the same time we played them, and they were not doing so well in the beginning of the season. So, I mean, good on them for uh, picking it up through the season and getting uh, into the playoffs. But... Uh, Thinking San Antonio. I was gonna say I like it. Home, takes it home, but I think I'm gonna go with San, Di- San Diego just because uh, no other reason than you pick San Antonio, so that way there's two for San Diego and two for San Antonio. <laughs> I mean, it's basically a- maybe maybe it's to assuage the guilt we felt because Morgan Hackworth thought we were booing him. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> oh God, I so th- I feel so bad about that still. Well, I didn't even know he was going on. <laughs> what, what were we the, doing? Oh, the player he replaced had tried to pick a fight with Niall oh. at halftime, okay. and so we yep. were letting him hear it. And Morgan was coming on at the same time and thought it was for him. <laughs> Got to be careful with that stuff. We should always be positive fans. Yeah, <laughs> and we've never been anything but positive towards Morgan. I just don't think he knows that. Yeah, we yeah. So the next match on Friday night at nine thirty kicks off uh, El Paso Locomotive FC versus Oakland Roots SC. Who you guys got? It depends on are they playing on the on the patch line or. <laughs> <laughs> I I think they're playing in El Paso, right? Uh, they they were the top team in there on their side of the bracket there, so number one, yeah. number four kind of game there. I think El Paso is going. All right. Yeah, El Paso's got their shit together. Oakland maybe does now, but they sure didn't at the start of the year. So, nope. the first beginning of the year, they was just just like they feel, trying to get it together. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they got it together though, so maybe they're in good shape. <laughs> they got all the pieces put together. <laughs> they finally got all the turf back and got it all. <laughs> all the different colors. Uh, what do you got, Patrick? I want to say Oakland, to be honest. Just because uh, I like the colors, I'm gonna go. I, I like I, I like their it. their crest as well. I'm gonna go with Oakland as well. Plus, it's fun to see an upset, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope you're right because that's one of the two teams out of the West I really want to see get bounced. <laughs> I agree. I think they they'll pass though because they're yeah, dangerous. They're definitely gonna be tough. tough. Not to mention, and that'll help us too get closer to ho- hosting the championship if they get bound. Yep. And then we got, so we have some Saturday games in the West. 
Uh, we have Orange County SC versus Colorado Springs Switchbacks at 10 p.m. Who you guys got? I'm, Orange I'm County. taking Colorado. So you're going to go with Colorado, Herman? Yeah, because if Haji Barry get turned back on again, it's, he like the Energizer Gold Bunny. <laughs> he just keeps going. Who you got, Matt? I mean, he... I'm leaning the same way. It would be easy if it was in Colorado. Um, we lapsed for a second, and that team punished us, and they looked good. They looked good the whole time we played them. So, yeah, I think I like Colorado. Right on. Patrick? Uh, just because I want to say switchbacks. Um, yeah, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't know really anything about either one of these teams. So, uh, yeah, sure, Colorado. I'm going to go with Colorado as well because I, they have the league's uh, golden boot winner, and I feel like that's fair enough. Going to be difficult if he gets on and gets hot. They are going to be in trouble. So, well, yep, man, he tied Cam's record, so now him and Cam hold a record together. Oh, he only tied it. I, th- nope. I actually thought he was going to surpass it again. Nope, nope he, he didn't score it. that 26. So him and Cam are tied. <laughs> so close, but no cigar. So we have the last game in the West. Kicks off at 10.30 our time. Phoenix Rising FC versus Rio Grande Valley FC. I'm calling that an upset. Really? I'm calling that an upset. I'm calling Rio. One, most of their firepower that they usually count on in the playoffs has been cold. Asante hadn't scored a goal or even been active in probably like the whole end part of their season and he's kind of like their engine and driving force so I'm thinking they're going to falter and slip up and Rio Grande Valley is going to sit there absorb that pressure counter and win that game Herman you're a brave man mm-hmm. that's one of the best plus I want them to lose anyway so again that put us closer to hosting the championship <laughs> so you have selfish reasons is what you're saying that's what I hear <laughs> yeah at least it's a reason. But no, I think that's going to be the shocker. I mean, that's a team that scored 67 points and is uh, right behind Tampa for the top points in the in the league. So, But let's be honest. Who are they playing? Las Vegas Light. <laughs> but everyone said that about us, too, though. They're like, you guys only played SKC, too. Atlanta United, too, right? Like, there was a lot of that talk that went on, you know? So right, but they were actually a lot better this year than they have been in the past. I mean, their record doesn't show that. <laughs> their record doesn't show that, but they wasn't. No, they they had times where they showed spark. I mean, look at the last game we played with SK two. They came out on a A game and almost upset us. Yeah. No, honestly, Herman, I think that that upsets a smart pick. RGV is a good team. And they just they just came on at the end of the season, and they've been really hot. So I'm thinking that's going to be the shocker of the year right there. So it's kind of like Cincinnati in the first round against Red Bulls, right? Oh, Lord. <laughs> then we need to have definitely have a moment of silence for that show up there. <laughs> Matt, who you got? But yeah. Uh, like, I do think that's a smart pick, but I am – I think it's a good smart pick, but I'm not bold enough to make it. <laughs> it is in Phoenix. 
it's probably going to be Dollar Beer Night. That team's really good. Isn't it? And they tend not to disappoint their home crowd. I'm isn't it always that. Dollar Beer Night there? I feel like they always have Dollar Beer Night. Probably. I mean, you win a game, right? Wouldn't you want to drink all the time if you were in Phoenix? <laughs> I mean, it keeps you cool, right? Hey, that's one way to get over it. <laughs> Apparently. Keeps you something. <laughs> or it makes you forget one of the two. It's 102 degrees. I hadn't realized because I had 12 yeah. beers. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, who you got? <laughs> um, just because I don't want uh, Phoenix to win. Um, yeah. So you going Rio? Rio. All right. I'm gonna go with Phoenix because I mean they are they look like a strong team and I, know I they mean are. they're just playing at home. Want them to win. I, I don't oh, either. I, I don't want them to win either. But like. <laughs> They have Aiden Quinn in their midfield, by the way. How is that not mentioned? Just ignore it. We, we have former players all over the league. That's how. I mean, and it wouldn't be the first time because you've had teams that have these mega records want to support a shield and then get bounced in the first round. I think everything comes back to us comparing True. everything to Cincinnati. <laughs> Hey, they they crushed this league. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the league they're in now is crushing them. <laughs> yeah, the same way they were getting crushed in the USL. I mean, hey, the, you were you were disrespecting the three-time back-to-back wooden spoon winner, sir. <laughs> well, well, at least they they had to get some hardware some kind of way, so they had to get some spoons. <laughs> I don't know. Is is Phoenix even? Are they attempting to go up to the next le- level? Like, what's their situation? I feel like they've been a pretty dominant team in the USL for years, right? Like, yeah, but there doesn't seem to be much of a bid forthcoming. It, the rumors I hear, and rumors are just that, are that the MLS is looking at Las Vegas next. Ooh, they do have the lights, <laughs> and we are know what getting- that's all about. That's about money. Oh, yeah, that's what MLS yeah, is about. I mean, yeah, that's, that's about yeah, money. I mean, that's Vegas MLS. is a money town, so why wouldn't you want to, since that now they have the NFL, so why wouldn't you want to try to capitalize on that money pot? Mm-hmm. So will they still have the kiddie pools on the on the field in MLS? That's my question. If they don't, then it's No, because they're going to probably be playing in the Raiders stadium, and they're not going to go for that. Oh man, they're gonna not let them have the kiddie pools. I think that's part of the draw, or maybe the helicopter. Right? Didn't they have a helicopter the one time oh, throwing yeah. out money? I think there were llamas <laughs> as well. Apparently, if Elvises. you own a Toyota, you can. I don't know how that's going to fare in in the in the Death Star though. Out in the middle of, I don't think the Raiders are going to be too fun to that. It's just waters <laughs> the grass. <laughs> I don't know. As much as we give them a hard time, though, I really enjoyed the lights. They've just been fun to watch, whatever insanity they're doing. And they seem like they're enjoying it, right? Like, right. I mean, that's what matters. Yeah. Good for them. Having a good time is what it's all about. It's going to be kind of weird, though, because honestly, the Las Vegas lights are an extension of, is, um, what you call them? LAFC. LAFC, because they, they yep. have the same owners. Yep. So to me, that I think that will so be a conflict of interest. Yeah, would they require them to sell their, their stake then and have new owners? Like, what do you do in that instance? They will have to because at that point it, it becomes a conflict of interest. 
So where do you get your money then? I mean, ordinarily, yes, but in this case, does it? Because it's all just franchises of the same league. I'm not sure that's necessarily even an issue. Hmm. They don't much care about Except for that be paying them off to lose to LAFC every game. <laughs> They'd be like, well, we guaranteed at least two games to win this year. Oh, come on, Herman. The lights are losing. <laughs> well, they don't need any help. Well, I mean, I they still that- going to come in and do better than, than FCC. So, I mean, hey. With the MLS talk and everything that's, you know, going on, I mean, it's money, right? That gets you to the next level. Like, you need a, a an investor, basically, right? It's definitely not so, talent. <laughs> so who's in Louisville? Is there, do we have an investor that could take us to the next level if we wanted to go there? Like, if that becomes a thing, like... We do, but I think because of the fan base not wanting to fall into that money trap and that money pit, and the fact that we are definitely the model of what grassroots soccer is and can achieve. Because let's face it, we have Don't let better. Detroit hear you say that, huh? Don't let Detroit hear you say that. <laughs> They're already typing. I mean, but you look at. <laughs> We've only had a team for seven years, and we already have better facilities than most clubs that have been around in the MLS for decades. Pair Academy. Yep. Right. But that's because we're we're investing in in making the program better, right? Like, so we're investing in in having our own players, homegrown players, like growing our own team, basically, in in. in and investing in having a pipeline that feeds your team, right? And I feel like that's not always put in place first. A lot of these MLS teams just have money, right? And right. so they just that's spend not the MLS model. to go. No, they don't have money. They they too busy taking care of Daddy Garber. That's why they can't do anything or build any new facilities because they're too busy lining his pocket. Yeah. We're investing in soccer. We're not trying to woo and buy an entertainment Exactly. Product. Right. But I and then right. some people need a refund because FCC bought into that pipe dream and look <laughs> at them. I'm, I'm entertained, but yeah, I, who well, doesn't like yeah. a good tire fire, right? I mean, that's a whole dumpster and feel. Their stadium looks really nice. I mean, it looks like they did a good job with all that, yeah. but I, I mean. I feel bad for the seven or eight fans of theirs that I like, but yeah. Right, they had to have something nice to have their spoons on display. Is it? I mean, they got wooden spoons and do kind of look like a chili pot, so I guess you had to call it the world's biggest chili pot. Ugh, no one wants that chili. But what about Nashville, right? Is a similar, like, they had a similar rise, right, that, that Cincinnati had. They started out kind of like as a lower level team. They got a USL team and then went to the MLS. But they only had an MLS or USL team for the two seasons. Like, weren't they already going to be an MLS team before they became a USL team? Like, was that was their no? The second year, I think the first year they they weren't going to be, and then the second year they had the MLS expansion. They did win expansion or whatever. So the second season, that was the plan. They did they did start out though as a lower league club. Like, was it NASL? NISL maybe? No, PSL. Yes. NPS and it was a fan-owned team originally, too, right? Like, it was one of those clubs where you owned a little mm-hmm. portion. Like, if you donated money, you could own a portion of the team. That's pretty cool. Kind of like how you have Chattanooga and, and Detroit, yeah. man. 
Which, I mean, you could argue that Detroit is probably one of the best grassroots soccer stories in America. I mean, they definitely... Oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah. If you've ever been to their stadium, it's it's an amazing experience. I highly recommend it. They they know how to do it and they know how to do it right. Yeah, it's on my my bucket list definitely for next year to start going up there for some games. It's pretty sad that you buy into being part stock of a team and don't get a chance to go visit. So, <laughs> but I guess what did Nash? So you're an owner for Detroit and Chattanooga now, Herman? Yep, Detroit and Chattanooga. Nice. nice. He's a, you're a big baller. You own every team, all the good ones at least. <laughs> uh, right. But I guess what did Nashville do different that Cincinnati didn't do, right? Like how did they manage to find success in the MLS where Cincinnati could not? Or has because not Because it's Nashville and it's Cincinnati. What's the difference though? Like is there a difference in mentality? Was it a difference in – ownerships like what's the what's the component there that makes this so much different because nashville's like gonna make the playoffs right and cincinnati i think it goes back to to you know cincinnati is all about money and talk and and that cockiness can be what hurts you in the long run and i think that's the way they went in is thinking like oh yeah we're gonna go in we're gonna run this league, we're going to spend this money and spend that money. But the thing is, you have to have players that can work together. You can't load a team down with everybody thinking they're a superstar and then think it's going to work. Whereas I think Nashville has had more of a balanced attack and they went into things the smart way and not just thinking they're going to push the league around. They had more respect for the league. So you need to find players that play well together, kind of like what Lou City's done, right, over the years, how we've brought in players that play well together and we've built a system, right, Crazy. where we know what style of football we want to play and so we know what players to bring in to, to fit that system, right? Right. I mean, who would have thought that we would have took a uh, walk-on accountant and turned him into the player that he is now? I mean, you finding those those diamonds in the rough. Is that a credit to James O'Connor, right? Because that's O'Connor, basically, that most of those players, right, that, that came along. I mean, the core of our team is players who O'Connor brought, brought in, right? Right, that nobody even knew about. And now they are household names. Yeah. So if you have a good, if you have a good coach and a good player developer, you can have a good team, right? You got a good coach. Good. You also have to have a good chemistry between the team, and that's where I think kind of the culture O'Connor built comes into it as well. Because I mean, he made sure that the play, the people's personalities fit, and they were the type of people he wanted here. In addition to finding those diamonds in the rough, in addition to setting a system where they could succeed. So I think it's all of that, and that's so it's building a good soccer culture in the community. Right. We went. We went out trying to find people that too busy biting. <laughs> oh wow that's an oldie but a goodie <laughs> and then continuing on yeah and then continuing on to somebody with i don't think he gets as much credit as he deserved but a tactical mind like danny cruz has i mean that's served us very well as well he's taken over and took off running with it yeah and i mean what he's signed a multi-year deal 
Right. And I think a lot of this, of Hack's success also was because of Danny's soccer mind and the two mm-hmm. of them working together because a lot of the trick plays and stuff that they did come up with were Danny ideas. The same way last year with the playoffs, that was Danny. Yeah. And Hack's, Hack had the big contribution in he knew so many right. players from – coaching at the, the, at young the players uh, that we needed. younger level mm-hmm. for the national team. Mm-hmm. So he was able to go out and find those pieces. Yep. That was his biggest contribution of Mark he's left on this team. and Served as well, I think. I just, I just thought I'd pick you guys, pick your brains for a little bit and talk something that was, you know, a little bit bigger than Louisville City and maybe just soccer in general, right? Like, and see what you guys thought about possibly someday being in the upper division or maybe usl becomes mls in five or ten years don't they have some big votes coming off coming up this off season i think that's very dependent on those big votes that are coming up right they're voting on changing the season and if we go and pro rail Rail, right aren't those both on the table for the off season yep Yep. pro rail in five years is on the table right i mean let's face it the USL did theirs the tactical smart way. They have pretty much covered the whole United States with teams. Whereas the MLS is only thinking about pockets, pockets, pockets. Whereas the USL is more about grassroots, grassroots, building in, Growing. drawing in a fan base. And right. you honestly have more people that follow the USL than you do the MLS. Because it's more readily available than the MLS. So, and to me, I think the USL has set their way up to where we may end up with two top divisions in this country, and that's the USL and the MLS. I think it'd be hard for the, us to support two top-tier leagues um, in the United States. It just wouldn't be a very feasible thing. I think that if the USL manages Pro-Rel and it is successful, I think they eventually, MLS teams leave MLS to come join USL to be a part of that because I think that's going to be a good place to grow and I think that USL is more focused on developing players and having academy teams and things like that. I think the MLS kind of got away from that for a while because it was expensive and the de- it was harder to have your own developmental leagues and things like that and I think that the developmental side of the f- game wasn't as emphasized. No, which is why the two teams were always the worst in the whole USL Except for like the SK two and the Red Bulls, but even the Red Bulls have fallen off. Think about how hard that is, though. Yeah. Y- your two team is like basically the, the guys you're bringing up who aren't quite ready to play on your first team, right? And you're realistically just trying to get those guys minutes competitively to get them up. So you may not have a team full of stars, but have one or two good players, right, that are on that team. That you're just trying to get minutes to those players, and and you have to line out the rest of the team with players. Bethlehem was a really good, uh, used to be. They had uh, they had a lot of players. Like if you were numbered, I forget what the system was, but you're a certain number. It was the higher contract with the steel. Yeah, 38 and above, I think it was. And if you were below 38, you were an MLS player that was on contract with with the union. And so they had a lot of role players that were decent players, but weren't going to go to the MLS, obviously. And they had their MLS players that would come do rehab starts and things like that. But it makes it difficult as a team, right? If you have guys coming in and out. And, and like, I remember going there to see them play, and one of the 
MLS players was doing his rehab starts to get back into playing form, right? And he had a certain number of minutes. So they had to give this guy 60 minutes. That's tough if you have a team where, you, you know, you have a, a core team that's put together to play together and you got to take somebody out to put in somebody else to have them play 60 minutes. So it can't be very easy to have a two team. No, which is going to make it interesting since the MLS is now talking about starting their own kind of uh, tier two uh, teams. I mean, those games are going to be horrible to watch because it's not going to be any kind of chemistry. But it's going to be better for MLS and better for us ultimately. It's not going to be better for any independent teams that that fall into that, though. I think that's yeah, it is, and you already know they the first team they're going to be trying to get is us. <laughs> I, I think the only reply is if M, if FCC gets a little better, they can be <laughs> but they have but they got to get, get better. better. <laughs> no, they got to get a lot better. better to be our two team. Yeah. No, I would take uh, the Lexington team any day now. Oh yeah! Oh, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, that's exciting. You got to think there's gonna be some kind of cooperation between the I two. I think so well. because we remember we do have a U23 team also that didn't get a chance to take the field. So that may be an opportunity where we can mm-hmm. loan those players to them and use that as kind of like an extension of our academy. It's going to be interesting to see. Yep, sure up their numbers. With what happens with if there's going to be promotion relegation, right? Because you don't want a lot of and I know that's how it works in England, right? Like your so like your lower teams get some of the first team players that go to the lower leagues, right? Like if you're say a Manchester United or a Tottenham or Everton or any of those bigger teams, right? You send people down to championship, right? That aren't going to start for you. So they get minutes. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see if we loan players out to Lexington to play to get minutes like somebody who isn't going to be a regular starter or bench player right I mean but we did loan players out to like North Carolina so I mean it's not like we've not already been doing that and the thing I'm most excited about is on a season long one right and the thing that I'm most excited about too is having that team in Lexington is we get to see a whole nother part of the league that we normally wouldn't get to see Cause I don't know about y'all, but I'm excited about seeing like Madison. <laughs> oh yeah, and we can scream at Richmond again, <laughs> right? Is Callahan still there? I don't know. <laughs> that was really meant to be a joke. <laughs> I think I still have that. <laughs> I think I still have that flyer from that match. The hate Callahan or whatever. Wow. I oh. have that somewhere. I kept that. <laughs> I don't even think he's even playing anymore no, I don't now. Think so either, but but you know that's going to be real exciting to have that team over there. So you know we can see a lot of Division One soccer, and there are good like a couple good Division One teams. Plus, maybe it gives us a reason to travel to Madison for a game, right? For fun, you know. I've been wanting to travel out there. I'm not going to lie. That seems like it'd be a good time. Don't they have their cow on the field or something? I forget what they're like. Probably. (laughs) And when I think of... There's no telling. What'd you say, Glenn? When I think of Madison, I definitely think of uh, Flamingo, so... 
Right, I was trying to say, we can go full Mingo. It's going to be... No- yeah, it's going to be no fun for them, though, if we do uh, get that vote to change the season to winter. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't help thinking about Pam from Archer now every time I think of anything in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> How she was, the whole thing with her and Edie and Arn and all. <laughs> that episode was ridiculous. Anyway, sorry for getting us way off track. We're getting a little off topic. Do we have any? Did we? Do we do no, out ask barrel proof or anything? Do we have any of those? That's why I was or? trying to bring up also about Lexington because we missed mm-hmm. that last week on our uh, ask barrel proof to cover what we thought about having a team that close. I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I think it's good for the game. Yeah, I love it. So. Mm-hmm. And there's already people talking about, like some one of our regulars uh, was talking about, he's looking to start a supporters group there. And I told him, hey, we'll be happy to help you out, give you some advice, tell you what doesn't work, because we found a few things that don't work. <laughs> beach night. We don't warned him it. about beach night. Don't do it. But I, I mean, did, I did suggest that for night, Birmingham, be though. <laughs> I mean, it was beach night. <laughs> Every night is beach night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's how they beat us that way. There one. you go. Yeah. There you go. Mystery solved. Well, so is there any uh, Cooper's news? Anything going on? I think this is about the time typically when elections start, right, guys? Yep. We're be getting ready to start rolling that out to see if about the what board positions are who open? wants to be interested and who wants to get in. So start getting resumes together. Pretty much all of them, right? Herman and Matt, what are the positions that we have that, you know, they can run for and what are some of the job duties? Um, let's see. Well, Herman, of course, doing a great job as president. Um, just ridiculous amounts of work, parts of it thankless, even though we think he's awesome. Uh, let's see. Vice president uh, is to be there, basically back up the president. And when he burns out, yeah. take over and get terrified, I think. Is that about right, Herman? <laughs> Uh, secretary, um, yeah, secretary, uh, treasurer, treasurer, I assume you know what that is, plus uh, four at-large positions, uh, which basically just fill out the rest of the voting members. Uh, they're typically, they pick up some responsibility like uh, charity or communications or something like that, or various committee heads. I was on the stuff committee. I think I technically still am since we never disbanded <laughs> it. That's just basically making things like the fl- the flags, flagpoles, smokestacks. What about those like cool that. pins? Who made those? Uh, this year that was me. In past years, I, you made one of them. Didn't you? I, I believe I did. In like 19, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so th- there's all those fun positions. When do you guys meet and what what kind of time commitment can people expect? Uh, we meet uh, once a month normally, unless something special is coming up. Uh, it's usually like the second Wednesday of the month is what we usually do. And, um, you know, it's not just the meeting. It's very time-consuming because you're always having something going on in the background to try to make sure that everyone has that fun atmosphere. 
So you're saying it's not easy to provide that fun atmosphere that everyone gets to enjoy? It's not. It's definitely not. It is work. It is, and you just it's free labor, but I call it labor of love. So. <laughs> and then how about memberships? When are the uh, new memberships going to be for 2022? Is that happening soon or where are we at with that? Well, we've already started taking pre-memberships already for uh, next year with it being so late. Kind of an accident, but yeah. Yeah. How do you do that? Is that just at the or? website? or? Uh, I would say we're probably going to be updating the website soon. But mostly we were doing it in person. Mm-hmm. And like okay. Matt said, they okay. kind of like accidentally, accidentally pushed us into starting. <laughs> we had people that was like, oh, we thought it was like, oh, no, yeah. for next year. Like, okay, well. So Matt's home address is? When someone gets off his butt and actually, <laughs> no. Once, uh, <laughs> although maybe I could get some of the merch out of my apartment, that'd be nice. Uh, when, uh. Yeah, whenever someone, I'm not going to say who, get, stops being lazy and finishes designing next year's coin, because we've got the scarf squared away, it's already going into production, but as soon as the coin's designed, we've got like images to show you, then we can go ahead and get started on that. So, a couple weeks, maybe, you think, Herman? Sound good? So, stay tuned. We have fun stuff ahead, right? Yeah, fun stuff ahead, and Always. I'm going to go ahead on and put my shameless Always. plug in that I will be running again. Vote for Herman. Vote for Herman. <laughs> Vote for Herman. Right, Matt, are you running as well? <laughs> and I might do at large, but I really I could use a break. Uh, yeah, life outside of soccer has gotten really, really busy, and I could use a break. We, yeah. Um, but yeah, if anybody out there, if you like what we're doing, if you have a great idea, you want to see us do it, or just if you think you bring some fresh perspective and want to help out with what we do, run for the board. It's a great way to get involved to help out really quick i do want to thank matt i know you've served for a very long time you've done a great job everything you touch is gold herman you've done a great job as well you've worked very very hard i know you've put in a lot of hours as well so thank you guys very much for your time and your efforts and and everything you do to keep the coopers going and and uh keep them supporting city and being loud and having a good time i think though we're gonna have to put a fire up under patrick and push him towards the board it's about time. I ain't got time for that. I got a podcast. I, know, right? I was going to say, he doesn't really like to talk either. I don't know how good he's going to be on the board. Hey, you still can run the podcast from the board. We got all yeah. kind of members at large. It's a different board. Yeah. It's a different board. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sound board. <laughs> well, guys, it's been a pleasure talking to you tonight. I think we've had a pretty good time. We're, hopefully, I'll see all of you Saturday. Oh, yeah. Yes. If you hadn't got your tickets, get them. You don't want to miss this. It's going to be a good game. Should be a fun time. So hopefully I'll see you all in the stands. And uh, I'm going to end this podcast like I end every podcast. Come on, city. Come on, city. Come on, city. Come on, city. Good night, everybody. Good night.